And we're back around the fire. This is the African Fireplace podcast, and we are Team Pani. We share a love for Africa and for entrepreneurship, which means that our day jobs involve coaching, consulting, advising, and investing in African founding teams. And we're on a mission to build 10 to 15 stellar African unicorns over the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. So every now and again, we gather around this fireplace to banter on topics that are really crucial to that building journey. And today, we get to talk about co-founder dynamics. Co-founder. <laughs> good, first of all, good, good afternoon, my studio audience. <laughs> good afternoon. Good afternoon, Kenna. Kenna. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Okay, okay. Um, before we jump into the pulse check, you know, just to really set the frame for today mm-hmm. when you talk about co-founder dynamics. And of course, my favorite phrase once more, entrepreneurship is a very lonely journey. When we talk about co-founder, I think it was this term was romanticized in the tech age. You know, when you have a tech business, you have a co-founder. Mm. But co-founders or partners or people that you start a business with has been something that's been there forever. You know, you hear your mom and your favorite auntie have started a business together of selling yeah. rice and then they call Sana. You know those things. Yeah. There's always been a co-founder relationship that goes on. Mm. Um, business is a team sport. Just like you don't go to battle alone, you don't do anything great alone. Yeah. And so um, entrepreneurship being now one of those very extreme sports, um, you have to share your vision. You need to co-create it and put multiple skills together so it can become a reality. Yeah. And... Um, though the logistics of getting that done are not straightforward, um, fixing co-founder dynamics. I think personally we have explained what we've understood and experienced being in co-founder dynamics. We are co-founders, the three of us, and I don't know, we'll talk about that. Uh, But also in our work, we've been privileged to just get, you know, sit front row and watch a co-founder relationship. Mm. And that's been very interesting, but we understand that it's the core, that is where you start. So it's not necessarily someone that you share equity with or a business partner. Mm. It's who's your founding team? Yeah. Who's your co-founder? Who's the first buyer of vision? Mm. Because those are the people who determine, you know, we like to say the top three to seven people are the ones who determine whether your vision will become a reality or yeah. not. Yeah. They're, they're the front line in your <laughs> army. Yes, they Absolutely. are. Absolutely. They yeah. are the front line soldiers. So before we dive into it, pulse check time. How are we doing? Pulse check. Score <laughs> one between one to five. Ken? <laughs> I was at a three, but now I'm at a four out of five. Mm-hmm. Wow. Where have we gotten the one bar of energy? <laughs> well, I spent the last uh, two hours with you guys. What do you think? <laughs> I keep on saying this thing is suspicious because I spend more than two hours weekend and somehow. <laughs> oh, yeah, but to be discussed at a different time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's interesting when we connected earlier today, I was saying that we were not connecting each other's energy. It was dispersing. Yeah. It so felt it's almost like... like angsty and heavy and I was really concerned yeah. about how this is going to turn out. So I'm glad that somehow we found our mojo. We found our way. I guess those are some days. So I started at a two and I think I'm at a good three and a half, close to four. I think same. I think collectively, as Team Pani, we started when we met. We were low energy. We were at two because it's like, and it will be things like one person will start a conversation and then the next person starts a totally different one. <laughs> like... There was a lot of, um, as you're saying, dispersed energy. Mm. But 
putting together the episode has really pumped us. I think now we're at a collective four. Mm. I would give us four, four out of five. Okay. So we're really looking forward to it. Cool. Let's dive into it. Okay. So uh, the topic of co-founders is um, usually our first pit stop. I think it has been consistently with every um, team that we've worked with, right? Yeah. It's um, businesses are built, especially people-wise, from the top down. Like yeah. You first decide you as a as as the person who wants to found as a founder, and then you build your co-founders, then you build the team, and then you build the team under them. It's like a tiered process. Yes. Um. So today we are focusing on that first tier, that critical decision that we want to run this journey together. Now, this is my first co-founder partnership, <laughs> but you guys have a, you've had a couple. <laughs> anyway. You've had a couple. So what have your, how, first, how many co-founder dynamics relationships have you had? And what are the biggest lessons you've picked? Mm. You can start with how many. I think that's an easier question. Um, you know, co-founder and relationships have been informal and formal, would I say? Yeah. So in the very beginning, it's you're a group of very good friends and then you imagine you can start something together. Mm. And it starts with, let's start a, you know, a, a investing group together. You know, yeah. that's a business as well. Yeah. Because you're putting in money. Mm. And just because you have a, a good friendship and good chemistry, imagine you're going to do it well. Um, so I was in a lot of those. And then after that, then I decided, okay, let's let's do this thing of, I even started a wedding planning business with a colleague as a side hustle because we went to a wedding and didn't like how it was run. And we're like, this thing, we could do we can such do it. a good <laughs> job. <laughs> and on the back of that, you're like, this thing didn't even need capital. You just yeah. need to put out business cards and mm. have a name and there you go. Mm. It was called, can you remember the name? Look over detail. Ah, well done. <laughs> Look over detail. Look over detail. Is it like Italian, Latin? No, what does it really it was mean? Russian. Russian. Hey. It sounds yes. uh, Italian, but Dito. Yeah, look mm-hmm. over Dito. So, I mean, of course, that didn't go well at all. Um, because... How long did that run? Wow, did it even run? <laughs> never took off the ground. <laughs> Just Ooh. never took off. <laughs> no, it was Just a swanky name. Off. But the first thing I did was to register the company. You know, registering a company before was so easy. Yeah. So I think we all had like 10 million companies until Kari woke up. You're like, where? I need to clean up. <laughs> so there was that. And mm. then after that, now you moved into more formal arrangements. Mm. And you start with, I want to start this business. And then this person has my complementing skill. Mm. So let's say, for example, I'm very good at product or marketing. So this person is good at numbers. I need a finance person. Come. Let's work together. Hey, you look like you can do accounts. Uh, yeah, I, re- I learned that it is not as simple as it looks. Yeah, It's far more complex and requires a lot more depth. Mm. This relationship is in actual fact a marriage in many ways. Yeah. Um, it's a long-term relationship. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I've had very many co-founding experiences until this one. Until this one. <laughs> Ken, what's been your experience? Yeah, yeah, actually, I was trying to count them as Quay uh, was working. Mm. So I, 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 the, I also went through that journey of friends trying coming together, especially out of college, mm. trying to put something together. And then those never, never took off, right? Yeah. You, you're, and, and it's because you started with five to six people. After a couple of meetings, uh, people not showing up and, and not consistently showing up, then you realize actually <laughs> that, uh, you know, six is a crowd, right? Yeah. So... 
So you need to have co-founders, but you know, five is too many, six is too many. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a sweet spot somewhere there. Um, and then uh, for more, this would be the third one. So I had one with three mice, and you could guess from the name there were three co-founders. At Cellulan, there were like five uh, people we considered co-founders. Mm. And Pani, how many are we now? Three. Mm. <laughs> and all, so the, the three of them have been sort of super structured. Yeah. Uh, what have I learned uh, from, from these ones? That actually you can't, can't, can't do without it, mm. uh, but they're incredibly difficult to have. Mm. And you need to be intentional in building them. Right? Yeah. So since, since they are, they're a must-do, they're mm. a must for success, then you must build them intentionally. That's my learning. Yeah. yeah. And you can't ride alone. No, not at all. And then you know how we are at Pani. We run away from businesses that are run alone. Yeah, right? like, it's like a red flag. Yeah, like, co-found, like co-founders, important. Yeah. Uh, well, you can't be, you can't run the journey. It's a long journey. Mm. You need, uh, you, you need co-founders. Even in a marathon, I mean, the greatest marathoners need... Need, I mean, when uh, Eliud, yeah, Eliud broke the under two hour record. How many pace setters he had? He had a large um, pool of yeah. world class pace setters. Mm. So I think it's the same thing in yeah. this marathon called entrepreneurship. Okay. Mm. And I've had a lot of um, insight into your journey, documenting it, and over the last year um, for the both of you. And also, seeing the co-founder dynamics or partnerships that we work with today. And I think for me, I think about it like almost like peeling an onion, right? So on the outside, the thing that feels immediate or almost instinctive to do is what, what Koi mentioned is like pick someone who has complementary skills. So you have, you have a strength, you go look for the first person who has another strength and you say, okay, let's form a partnership. Yeah. But that's like the first layer of, of what the partnership requires. And it's almost the easiest tick to, to, you know, to get through. Yeah. And then if you dig a little deeper, the second step is shared vision, having a shared vision. So you sit down, you say, okay, what do you want to be? Where do you want to be in five years? You know that conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You do it also in relationships, I guess. Oh, what yeah. you want to be five? What's your five-year plan? What's your ten-year plan? Whatever. Um, the vision that you're both building towards, and somehow you try and make it align. Yes. And that's like it increases as you get towards the core of the onion. It kind of increases your chances of this being a good partnership. Yes. But the hardest one that people often never get to is the shared values, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and that's the the core. And values are not something that, that like, so oftentimes, okay, yes, they're the wrong or right ones, but oftentimes it's just a belief about the world. It's just a, a way of approaching the world, something that you, you know to be true for you, right? Yeah. Uh, and you meet the other person and it's kind of similar. You say, okay, yeah, we believe these things and that, that forms a good foundation for this partnership, right? Yeah. So it's the complementary skills on the outside layer, the shared v- vision, and then the shared values, which is intangible. It takes a lot of time to figure out. And often it happens in not a scripted manner. You don't meet someone on the street and say, do we have shared values? Yeah. yeah. It's something that takes a lot of time yeah. and you can't cheat the process. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, uh, interestingly, when you talk about it, I think it, it really makes me reflect on how this 
co-founding relationship began. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot of things that worked to our benefit mm-hmm. because then we were, though counterintuitive, we were forced to work the other way around. Yeah. From the values outside. Outside, yeah. Because how we began was with one big project, which was writing a book. Yeah. And when you're writing a book about yourself and your experience and the other person is listening and is working on interpreting your thoughts, which is Kenna, um, you open yourself up in a way that's very different. You, yeah. you open up, you're raw, you're authentic, you're honest, mm. and then there's no expectations, there are no strings attached. Mm. It's not at the, oh, we're starting a biashara together, they might ask me for more money, so let me not tell them this. Yeah. Let me not tell them I have a shamba here. No, you're basically an open book. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then to be able to listen to you and to communicate, I have to listen really well. Yeah. Listen to your questions, listen to what you're asking and listen mm. through your writing. Yeah. Then somehow Ken in between was really popping in a lot to give his contributions to the book. It's interesting how it all worked. Also, he was a main featuring character in the book. Exactly. Yeah. He was a big, big As a villain. <laughs> In Wangoi's uh, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship book, The Big Bad Wolf of Entrepreneurship. <laughs> Who sold a big vision. And so because of that, we were put in this situation that just forced us to understand each other yeah. and know our values and what we believe and what we're about and what really, really matters in our core. Mm. And it's not a right or wrong thing. It's how you're brought up. Mm. It's what you've learned. You know, there are people who believe don't do business with family at yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there are people who believe don't do business with women. I don't know. Yeah. You know, but it could be anything. It could be anything. And yeah. then can I guess to some extent you got the opportunity to then understand, um, do I know these people? Yeah. Do we share values? Mm. Similarly, even for Ken and I, despite having been married for as long as we have, mm. it forced us to understand each other from a different lens. Yeah. And then after that, we worked on jumping off the line, which was a whole other pressure cooker. Yeah. But by the time we were done with that and said, let's transition into starting a business and let's co-found something together, Mm. we had started the other way around. We started with understanding each other and each other's values. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. And and I think um, also in that whole process, we built the second layer, which is trust. Right? Uh, Because... You have to, and, and shared values is ideally how you're brought up. Mm. Like, at the end of the day, your view of the world, how the world works, what you do, what you can't do, and so on, is just shaped by your, how you, you know, you grew up. Mm. Your environment. Exactly. But trust is uh, that thing that you have to cal- cultivate, right? Yeah. So maybe it starts with chemistry, which is like an instinct that we can get along, like there's something we can't put a finger on it. Yeah. And then you go into the process of building trust, which I think, you know, we've, we've all kind of worked on this particular aspect in, in the business building in our last one year of work. Yeah. And, and, and I think in our, in, our, in our work, we break it down into like four components, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we talk about safety. We talk about courage. We talk about competence. We talk about communication. Yeah. Um, now let's unpack both of all of these four things in, in, in the context of a co-founder relationship. Yeah. So there's got to be some, like from very early on, there's got to be some safety, some vulnerability from both of you. Otherwise you will just never, or three of you or four of you, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, otherwise you will not uh, necessarily build trust. Mm. So like co-founders can come to the table and, and they're not frank and clear enough and, 
safe enough to to put their stuff on the table, yeah. right? Their fears, their aspirations, mm. their insecurities. insecurities, their limitations and whatever. Like if the first red flag, if you're, you generally feel that, you know, for this co- in this co-founder relationship, like you can't be yourself, you can't be authentic, you can't be vulnerable. Yeah. That is a problem, mm. right? Because then it means you start to hold back things. Um, and, and then, then, then we have to have the courage to call out stuff as you well. You know, as you're talking about safety. Yeah. Uh, do you remember our big social house meeting? I was about Which to say, in fact, <laughs> in fact, I wanted you to get to the, when, the when, when go we through the me. framework. Okay. okay. So let me okay. finish the framework and, and then, then we'll talk about, about that meeting because yeah, courage. There was all parts of, yeah. of the equation. So this one is it's about it's your, your, the story is about what safety and courage. Or both. And yeah, both. Actually, both, actually, of, them, both of them actually go together. Everything. So let's go, finish the both, framework. Both of them go together. So courage. Okay. Courage is just the um, like you. Yeah, you 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 need to be able to just call it out as it is. Mm. Because like you're human beings. Like day one, day two, day three, like you start to see things that are not pleasing, right? Like yeah. you have to call them out. You can't hold back and so on. It just builds resentment and bu- that destroys trust. Um, then there's competence. Competence, it's not about skills, this particular one. This this one is about a good understanding, good conversations of what you can and can't do. Mm. And and I I dare say what you will and won't do. Yeah. Like like just spell them out, right? Uh, That's it. Like, what can I do? I'm not going to, I can't do this. This is not the area that I enjoy. And I will do this. And, and then it's clear, it's crisp, it's nobody's guessing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one is just communication, right? Like, uh, like all good relationships, this is the fuel that connects everything together, right? Like yeah. you talk a lot, you talk frequently and spend an incredible amount of time mm. talking about stuff, about yourself, discovering values and yeah. discovering all kinds of things. Yeah. And then also talking about vision, mission, and so on and so forth. Yeah. So I think the this second layer of trust is built by these four things. Yeah. Now, this story of social house, tell me which one is this one again? <laughs> what are we... First, before we go to the social house story, mm-hmm. that communication part, it's talking, but it's also a lot of listening. Yes. I think right. whether it was from the book, from... Um, all our writing projects and even the work we started to do, there's a lot of listening. There's a lot of absorbing and genuinely listening to understand the next person, which is a very important component of of communication. And you must listen, trusting and knowing that the other person has the right intentions. The right intentions. Yeah. And there's no malice. Yeah. All right. Because then you listen with the right uh, is it the right ear? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But yes. just, your heart is open. Yes, your heart is open. <laughs> when your heart is yes. open. Yeah. yeah. Correct, yeah. So, so can you tell us about what happened Ah, so our meeting? <laughs> I think after we had spent so much time understanding each other and numbing and storming, now we were excited about this idea of let us go out and coach other founders. Let us share these learnings. Let's let them share, learn from our failures. Mm. So we wrote a book for how long? Just I so people can understand our, the journey of... Four and a half months. Four so and we, a half months. Yeah. And then mm. we spent uh, towards the end of the year working on jumping off the lion. Yeah. It was like a month long project. Actually. Yes. It yes. Was. Yeah. So this was January. Okay. So we had done about roughly about six months of writing and thinking and reflecting about entrepreneurship themes. 
True. You can say. True. And we were ready to to build. We were now in January. We were now ready to build this into a company. Yes. Yeah. We were. And we were so, ready to be co-founders. Yes. And so the first thing we had was a conversation with Kenna, mm. and said, "Kenna, let's do this together." And I remember she jumped on tweet. She's like, "Yeah, definitely. I've really enjoyed working with you guys. Mm. In fact, I thought entrepreneurship was not my thing. Let's do this." And I think we're all on such a high. And then one day, I think it's Kenna who reached out and said, "Eh, we've not even had the money conversation. Like, what is this structure? What does it look like?" Yeah. And I remember telling Ken, "Oh my goodness, we, we are rushing into another co-founding relationship without being intentional." Mm. And so we set up this social house meeting. Yeah. And we sat. And I remember you telling me, "You're so anxious." to talk about money because your motivation is not money. Yeah. You're in a season where you really want to grow yourself and money to be as a result of. Mm. But what matters to you is, is this a platform where you can grow? Mm. And when we sat, we all had our anxieties. Mm -hmm. You know, for you, it was like, hey, these guys look like they're at the end of their career. I'm at the start of mine. We are retirees. <laughs> are we going to align? Are we going to be able to have a proper money conversation? It's a yeah. startup. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it was, I am not doing suffocation anymore. <laughs> Anymore, in any form or manner. What do you so, mean anymore? Why are you suffering before? <laughs> <laughs> next please, episode. We have two episodes. Next episode, please. Next episode. Because if we start, hey, it won't end. And so um, we had all these issues in our heads and we just had not expressed them despite yeah. having spent like a solid six months together. Mm. And that meeting for me was such a breakthrough. When we created a frame and said, let us put everything on the table. Yeah. Open, let's communicate. But because we had spent so much time understanding each other's values, Mm. And also, surprisingly, as much as Ken and I are married and we live in the same house, we all had we had such different, different. expectations exactly. um, of what we wanted out of this business. Yeah. Even in terms of income, I could see Ken look at me and like, eh, that's all you want to make. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. she says she doesn't want separation. separation. She doesn't want to suffer. <laughs> Uh -huh. So I could see in his eyes like, hey, this mama, she wants to become a housewife like for life. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it was really important to have that uh, meeting because we started the trust building process. Yeah, It was safe. Uh, everyone was courageous to say how they were thinking. Mm. I remember for Kenna and Ken, bigness was a big thing. Yeah. And you said, if it doesn't serve that purpose, mm. you it, know, doesn't make sense. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, we were obviously communicating. And then now the other thing that we developed over time was the thing on competence, what you will do and what you will not do. Yeah. That has been a funny journey. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so is it safe to say that um, in this meeting, how long was it? Like three hours, four hours? Our meetings were long. It was half a morning. It was half a Saturday. Half a morning. Mm. And we, by the way, we've done a couple of those. It's not just that one. We have, we've had had full day sessions to explore different parts of, of this equation. The mission and vision, for instance, we've had I think two full day yeah. workshops. In a, in addition to the Mondays and Fridays when we talk about these things anyway. Yeah, yeah. Now. So I think for me the thing that that was really important about that is that because you spent so much time in the beginning aligning on values, there's a lot of things that are, that remain abstract. Yes. And that remained abstract for us as a co-founder uh, dynamic. Yeah. So, I mean, I believe in your vision for Africa. I believe in in what you, you know, like build from the ground up, build a good business. Don't just do it for headlines. You know, there's things that we generally aligned on. But what those meetings did is that, because there were a series. The first one was, yes, that one, uh, the social house one, where we actually we were coming to the meeting to discuss money. But it turned into 
a totally different discussion about vision, about what everyone wanted, about the journey and what visual like yeah like what we where we saw ourselves in in the next five or so years um and what that did was just create like practicality around those abstract things hmm. um even around competence so competence is an interesting <laughs> discussion <laughs> here at Pani because like that safety and courage has also allowed us to just say I- i'm never gonna be good at this like for example <laughs> i the, the way my brain works let me just explain it from there the way my brain works does not allow me to be great at logistics <laughs> it does not allow me to be great at things like scheduling that that's aka scheduling by the way I, just to tell you that was one of my expectations of you because i'm also Poor at it. <laughs> no. And then I just come in and can I I'm not even I'm not, I'm not sure <laughs> that I'm not sure that Koi enjoys it either. Either. So it's like by the way. Here's the thing. I think I'm way better than you guys. Yeah. It. Like if, if I need to do it, but, I will. Yeah, do but it. you don't enjoy it. What you wouldn't enjoy it. No, yeah. no. But yeah. I, at least, you know, in terms of can I do it? Yes. Exactly. This this was an ability thing at this point. Yeah, it was just it was we were down to ability. Can you do it? So yeah. there's there's that safety allowed allowed uh, me to say, actually, I don't think this is where I will add more value. I don't think this is the path in which I grow. I can do it. It will be painful for everyone. But it it allowed me to say, okay, this other thing I'm going to be good at. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do my best to put my competence to be great at that thing. And each of us was able to draw those boundaries for for each other and and allow the other person to to say what their boundaries are um boundaries or superpowers whatever you want to call it it's just allows us to craft space for the other person to feel seen and accommodated in that way and just to a sort of issue a disclaimer we're not saying be rebellious yeah or just saying i can't do for the sake of i can't do or just refusing you're building a business here you really need to have all hands on deck yeah but genuinely, genuinely, if it ends up being a painful exercise, and now I'll also mm. give my example. So we do these amazing coaching sessions and we consult with our clients and come up with all these wonderful insights. And I think I add fantastic value when we're coming up with the insights. Yeah. Until it comes to putting together those docs. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> She tortured us for a bit. So for any of our clients who've seen our docs, uh, Koi was not in the room. (laughs) (laughs) You'd just be knowing. Wait, wait, wait. I think we should be writing credits. Uh, Credits, credits, can I get? Can I get? No, 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 no. Then you have absence with apologies. No, 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 no. Now that you've addressed our clients. So Ken and Ken are the people who will obsess over a bracket for five hours. That is not me and I'm not going to change at my age. They're going to obsess over design and they're saying, no, it communicates. I don't know what. I'm like, are we speaking or not? Like, are we saying what we're saying? <laughs> so it was such an excruciating process and they want me to engage at their level and at that depth over a bracket and how something is positioned <laughs> in a document. Like I will not. So for me, automatically, I yeah. will go to my phone unapologetically and I'll start with my logistics. Yeah. And of course, Ken was going, bananas! <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, my goodness, this one wants to be, just be our wife, housewife. She wants to remain to be our... She, she, she's, 
She's claiming that she wants to start this as a career, but she wants to be a housewife. But, but actually, did you notice how, how happy she became? The moment wow. we just say, you know what? When actually we are putting together the documents, you go and do you other things. Like, go, go and watch it. I think <laughs> it has made working with each other so much job, so more joyous. Better, yeah. uh, because then I have allowed you guys to shine and mm. to enjoy obsessing over those things, the brackets, for example. <laughs> and then I can do other useful things, like do my one-on-one sessions, which yeah. I think I add more value. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. If I felt that consulting means even putting together the document and mm. that's where I show relevance, there's yeah. an insecurity that I show up with. Mm. And if we had not had that conversation, by the way, you guys were one week short of starting to gossip about me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how partnerships <laughs> say, break up. Say, and that's yeah. where trouble yeah. starts. Yeah. Because yeah. now I look like I'm being lazy, but genuinely, my brain is just not going to engage that way to that level about a bracket yeah does it matter in terms of the quality of work yes it does so how else do i show up so i told you guys ah be the extrovert i'll do all the one-on-ones yeah okay aren't you glad that i do i we are we are thank you and i think it's such an important thing about partnerships and the co-founder like i want to come to a space where i don't have to leave any parts of myself at the door yes like when i come to work I need to bring all of me, all of me. And that also means that I'm, I feel accepted. I don't feel like I have to be anything. Yes. So when I sit down to do a doc, yes, I want to do it with 150%. Yeah. Right. When I sit down to write an email, 150%, when Ken runs the workshops, he like, sometimes you run the workshop for 12 hours. Yes. On my feet. Straight on your feet, engaging people. It's hard work. So, Crafting that space where come as you are. Mm-hmm. You know what that allows? People think come as you are means that uh, people will just be showing up half halfway, you know, the, to the things that they like. But it really allows space for people to just like plug in 100%. And for a co-founder relationship, a co-founder dynamic, yeah. you need everyone's 150% because that journey is difficult it's treacherous mm. and yeah. over a very very long time over a long time yeah yeah, yeah. so i yeah. think ladies and gentlemen that is trust that's what trust is about and yeah. and you need so in, i think when we think about this thing is that you need to invest so much time in it mm. and build so much sort of jet fuel in that tank because it's going to be a long journey right uh, i i know that yeah businesses will probably succeed a little bit faster every generation but still it's a five seven year ten year in my case, almost 20 year journey, right? Yeah. Like it is a long, long time. Yeah. So I think um, this trust takes time. Mm. Like you have to invest time. That's what I'm, 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 I'm reading. You're learning. Yeah. Mm. Um, the other thing actually that, uh, Koi, when you talked about these layers, I, I'm thinking that trust, you know, when we go through this story, it sort of distills into another layer of superpowers. Mm. Uh, it's what we call superpowers and shadows. And it's not about skill, right? It, it's, 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 it's a deeper concept um, than just skill. Yeah. It's almost like what makes each one of us special. Yeah. And, and I think it's always nice in, in taking further the concept of just knowing what someone can do and not do. Mm. The things that they can do, in there there's a bucket of things that they really, really, really do well yeah um and and understanding that allows uh people to free each other from those things that they don't do and then you don't have silly expectations around things i don't do well like yeah. you know the case that we gave where we were expecting koi to be 
and you know the energy that Koi brings to a conversation and to a room. Yeah. So think about how frustrating it was when that energy is missing when we are writing a document. And you know, like the document, everybody forgets about what happens in the workshop. Yeah. And the document is what captures that memory, right? So you can imagine how important writing a document is. Yeah. Our inside documents to our entrepreneurs. Yeah. And then then Koi's energy is missing from that, right? Like it was very frustrating. And I always feel like if, we, if you're there and it's missing, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks from the other people. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. you do rather not to be there. <laughs> like, yeah, well, like when she's there, her energy is like a, like a black hole. Like when she's yeah. not in her light, her energy is a black hole. So it sucks uh, exactly. the light out of everybody else's light. Are we boring her? Is yeah. what you're saying? Not making sense? So the so so superpower. So can I can I just say, don't I give contributions? So long as we are not for like five you for like five minutes. You, also you contribute like... in the workshop. <laughs> After that, you want the inside doc to be done in ten minutes, and uh, exactly. and, and it doesn't take ten, ten minutes. Basically, it's it's basic. That's the amount of time it takes to just get the title in the right. Zone. <laughs> Or to fix the bracket. <laughs> so, so superpower. So, in a sense, yeah. if we think about the layers, and so that everybody mm-hmm. follows. So, the yeah. first inner layer is is building an, a common understanding of shared values, mm. uh, and then agreeing actually that uh, your values are now our values are like we will be different. We'll think about some things differently, but we are aligned. Yeah. Then the next layer is trust. And then the layer after that is understanding each other's superpowers, right? Because yeah. for a business to be great, everybody must bring their superpower to the table. Yes. Cool. Next. And that superpower, the, the, the understanding, the way superpowers show up, especially as co-founders, is that I have 100% trust in your ability. Yeah. Like when Koi runs the one-on-one. Yeah. Like... I'm like, wow. I have a hundred. Thank you, How does she do it? No. With her English. Yeah, with her English. But you know, she connects dots around. She reads people. Like, there's nothing that I could... Okay, maybe feedback, but I would never add... I would never, like, not trust that you've run the, the one-on-one 100% the way it should be run. Yeah? And that you've gotten what should be gotten out of it. And the same thing with Ken. When he runs the workshops, we have 100% trust in his abilities. Almost to the point where we're like, eh. sometimes we're in dystopia, we're just like, let Ken figure it out. Yes. <laughs> you know, sometimes he tells will us, be he, he, writes, he passes a note and he's like, I'm lost. And we're like, <laughs> we are lost. <laughs> <laughs> Who's helping the other? Exactly. <laughs> and I think that... that um, that pattern is is what makes um can you always tell the story of of the israeli um startups yes and yes how yes the founders um are forced to go to well, not forced okay generally there's a process in in israeli just after you finish school yeah it's almost eight, like conscription eight, right yeah yeah at 18 everybody joins at 18 yeah. everyone joins the army joins for the army. a year or yeah. a few years and when you come out of that process you're like yeah well baked, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so then you've been co- to the trenches together. Together, yeah, exactly. So, so, so you when those guys, each yeah. other's strengths, exactly. in life and that situation. Correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that makes those uh, startups very special. They come out of there trusting, like you 100%. can trust the other person with your life. Exactly. Um, so so yeah, so I guess you know so, and if you don't build that trust, you cannot have 
the superpower conversation, right? Because it's a give and take. Yeah. Like, you know, my expectation was that you would do... Um, scheduling. Good scheduling. Yeah. My expectation is that those Koi, Koi is sunshine and so like comes into the documents like that. Like these are important things to us. Yeah. So it's a give and take. So I, 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 I take away my expectation for those things. Mm. But in return, I understand that when you, like for you, Kenna, when you spend some time on a dock and you look at all these untidy notes and all of those flip charts that I've done after 12 hours, sometimes uh, two 12 hour days of being on my feet, mm. that you will make sense of them, right? Yeah. And then you'll be distilled that into, like, I have no doubt about that. I have no doubt that, you know, when you read a room and everybody's jumbled up, and once Echo is in those one-on-ones, mm. like it's sorted. Yeah. So, so, it's, so trust allows you to have real deep, safe conversations about those superpowers yeah. and then allows the give and take to happen. Mm. And that really forms a very different team, right? Mm. And I just love the hum of the well-oiled machine because yeah. then it starts to run and you kind of automatically know when yeah. to pass on the button. Yeah. Yeah. Almost intuitive, um, right? It is intuitive at this point in time because then I know, okay, this is Kenna's space. Now she needs to write. Mm. So yeah. Even when we're listening to you, we know you are in your space. Yeah. And then you're also self-assured and confident that your team respects because we must respect each other. Correct. Yeah. Um, there is nothing as bad as disrespect because you can feel it in the air. Yeah. Correct. Mm. And after that, then it really hums nicely. And there's, it's, it, when you see the document, because I, I read the documents, mm. I just love the output and you're like, wow, okay. This, this I can do again yeah, and yeah. again and again. Yeah. Yeah, it's very powerful. So that's when you kind of have your superpowers in place and, and well understood. Yeah. Don't oh. start with titles. That's what I wanted to say. Okay. Don't start with now saying this is your title, so this should be your JD. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I don't just, think we even have titles. No, no not yet. The, not at all, yeah. actually. We don't. Yeah. We just show up and we do the work. Mm -hmm. And cool. I was going to add that the reason yeah. you do those things is because you're building for for hard times. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's always easy to trust and to have these trust conversations um, when things are going well. Mm. When there's nothing burning, when you're enjoying the work, where everyone is stable and able to bring themselves fully. Yes. But you must build that dynamic because it won't always be happy-go-lucky. Correct. It gets difficult and we've seen what difficult times do to co-founder relationships, co-founder dynamics where you're looking at the next person and because I'm just anxious in myself, I no longer feel like I can trust you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I no longer feel like you've got my back. Yes, I think if you if you haven't done this hard work, when the hard time comes, you're going to be found out, right? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, like it, uh, the, yeah, the, the cookie crumbles and it crumbles quick. Fast. Very. Yeah. Very. And it's incredibly expensive. Yeah. It's very expensive. A lot of value is destroyed Correct. just with that dynamic. Yeah. So let's talk about the last two layers. Mm. In fact, actually, I'm, I'm thinking that actually the first three layers are very intangible. It's possible that people don't know now, like, where do you start with those things? Mm. But they're actually the next two layers, which is a shared vision, shared mission, and complementary skills are maybe more scientific. What do you guys think? Yeah. Like, they're less, 
they're less amorphous. Mm. Mm. And everything is so them, intertwined. I don't think it like works into a straight line. Yeah. Um, because as you're building trust, as you're having discussions of understanding each yeah. other and your values, yeah. you're also building your vision and mission. Yeah. Correct. The tangible thing that's an output of doing that well yeah. is that vision and mission. Yeah. Um, and it's not those big statements that that you see uh, on walls of offices that you go to. Yeah. It's basically, you know, what is it that you have as a shared belief? Mm. What's the thing that you're working towards that you truly, truly care about? Yeah. yeah. What do you believe um, about the world? Yes. Yeah. What do you believe about the world? Mm. And why are you doing this? Yeah. Like, why? Why is this so, so important? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So the tangible becomes more obvious and more apparent as you work on the intangible. Yeah. So it's not at your straight line. At your, okay, now let's start. Uh, mm. working on values. Now we've understood each other. Now let's work on trust. No, 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 no. All these things are happening at the same time. Mm. I guess we're just sort of creating a frame so that you can understand how they layer on each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, when it comes to complementary skills, if mm. you know each other's superpowers, it's like yeah. a puzzle. Yeah. You know how you fit into each other. Correct. Mm. How everyone is shaped. Yeah. Um, you know, we joke about the thing of me not doing the writing, but I'm also giving Kenna space mm. to yeah. really show up because then every time she leaves, breathes, eats pani. Yeah. She looks at it from the context of how do I communicate this? Yeah. So then her superpower is really, really enhanced in that yeah. environment. Yeah. Similarly for me, I know uh, uh, I'm the one who's going to set the standard for one-on-ones. Yeah. Uh, for Ken, he knows the workshops need to notch up every time. Yeah. Mm. This workshop needs to be better than the last workshop. Mm. So then it clicks like a puzzle. Mm. And then it shows tangibly in, in us pointing out our skills and then putting down our mission briefs or job descriptions or whatever mm. it is that you want to call them. Mm. Then in the process, if you want to define them as titles, yeah, that's okay. But I think that's at the tail end. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Do, do you guys feel that um, actually the, the mission vision and, and the complementary, basically like how you guys play as a team, that like your JD on a day-to-day basis, that these ones are actually living they are living things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, they evolve. they change. They they evolve as you become clearer. You see further. As you yeah. see further, you you realize you can do more. So your vision expands. Your mission expands. Mm. Um, the skills that the business needed today change tomorrow. Right. Yeah. So, in a sense, everyone is expected to stretch a little bit, and also they change. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you if you and and, and if it's a, a business that's growing rapidly and so on. If you haven't, so the others are like a base, they're like a foundation, the understanding of each other's shared values, the trust, the understanding of each other's superpowers, they're like a foundation. Yeah. Um, And as all these other things are sort of moving and changing quickly, these things provide the stability that is required to keep the sort of co-founder relationship intact. Mm. Um, And... So I, I, I've got a theory that actually, there's a, I, I try, when I look at my co-founder journeys, I, I tend to find that, like, h- how long that co-founder relationship lasts depends on how strong your shared values are. Yeah. Uh, so in a sense, you could say that uh, f- uh, co-founder relationships that are founded on shared values mm. uh, and a good, solid understanding of shared values Yeah. Uh, last the longest, right? And then then around that you've got trust. The, your level of trust determines how far you go. Mm. Um, and then your shared understanding of superpowers. And then, you know, the, when Koi started, she just said, look, everybody builds them from the other way uh, around. Yeah. And actually they're shaky. Like they don't even last a year, two years. Like mm. uh, they just collapse. Yeah, that's true. 
Now, I'm just thinking, for the person listening in and saying, okay, this is fantastic philosophy, but I am already in this mix. I'm in the doldrums. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm looking to start. You know, also finding a co-founder is not at a, you know, you have lots of choice. True. Um, and maybe you already had a discussion with somebody and you promised them 50% of your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say about the person who's in it? Because that is, I think the most realistic mm. or somebody who's even because other co-founders are picked up along the way. Yeah. Maybe you're a creative and you're struggling with finances and you're like, Hmm, I need a CFO and yes. all the business uh, incubators and schools and books say that you need a strong CFO to complement your skills. So you go and see a friend who's a very good accountant. He did very well in school. He, she did he has very a well good CV. Yeah. They have a good CV and you're like, come and be my co-founder. Yeah. Now for those people in those uh, who are already let's in... classify them as three situations. Yeah. So what about the one who's today in a business, in a co-founder relationship? And co-founder doesn't even mean necessarily your business partner. Mm. It's basically the team that you started with, that you founded this business with. Mm-hmm. What would you advise them to do with this perspective? Okay. So so I think um, you you when you think about those, and you will find that um, maybe it's these two scenarios. Uh, there's one where the the co-founder dynamics are already rocky, and then there's one that is sort of happily hanging, humming along, right? So it hasn't been tested yet. It hasn't. Right? Like happy time. It's ignorance, ignorant bliss. Yeah. So, look, I think uh, you know. To to be quite honest, I don't think that you can cheat that process of building that mm. relationship, right? Like we've said. So you have to go back to share, figuring out shared values, like where. Is it breaking? Yeah. Like if um, if a, a, a co-founder relationship is rocky, you have to just go back to fundamental reflections and conversations around values. Mm. Uh, like what do we believe about the world? What do we believe about the industry? What now? Not, now that we are here, what do we believe about the situations of the business? And you could say that it's an advantage, right? Because the business. Uh, has all kinds of situations and it allows you to sort of role model in real life how you think about different aspects of a business, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't think that there's a shortcut to doing that. Yeah. Um, and the question is, so what practically do you do? Is you just have to commit that time. Time. That was going to be my, my one thing. There is no <laughs> shortcut. That's the first thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, yeah. first of they, all, just... Take off the pressure. Yeah, take ju- your time. Just commit the time. You have to go yeah. back to the uh, to the drawing board and commit the time to unpack these things. Yeah. Now, if we look at our case in Pani, uh, we we did that, like the the shared value building process was the process of writing a book over six months. Mm. Uh, so this was how many hours a day are we talking? Gosh, it was. A lot of five time. hours, six hours a day. Hours. I think it used to be the whole day. For six months. In the morning yeah. and yeah. until Six hours, eight yeah. hours. Yeah. And of course, the discussion not, was not always about the book. Sometimes it would veer off into different things. And mm-hmm. so it's like we came out of that knowing each other really well. Yeah. So in a sense, I think this is important for to note that it takes an incredible amount of time to build it. Mm. Um, then you have to go into the trust building process, right? Um, and, and the trust building process is basically about incessant communications about very difficult things as they are coming, as they are alive. So they uh, like you never allow anything to fester. Mm. 
Um, so for people that are in an active shareholder relationship, I mean, basically we are asking them that they spend a lot of time doing retreats. And those retreats should either be alone or facilitated. Like you, there's a method to unpacking this the shared value conversations. Like yeah. you just have to do that stuff. If you, especially when you're in a relationship, you don't have time to be organic. As we had time to be organic. Yeah. The guys in the Israeli army who went to war uh, for two years, mm. uh, like they were in that situation, that situation molded them in a certain way. Mm. But now if somebody's already in the journey, one year, two years, three years in the journey, you have to understand that, look, wow, this is almost, if you are looking at it in terms of hours, right? Like six months is 180 days or well, let's say 20, it's like 120 days. Uh, it's almost like a thousand hours of spending time together. Like you have to find this time. Yeah to discuss all of those things. Mm -hmm. So you have to put time in your calendar. You have to have two hour, three hour, four hour slots here. And it's not about being busy, it's sitting down, reflecting on simple things. And and, and those things dovetail there. You, it's like peeling an onion. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is also the fact that I've seen that people want it to be like a scientific start-stop process. Mm. That now, because we are building a, our relationship, now let's go for a retreat, let's come back with a quick fix. Yes. Don't forget that you've been running, you've been building a building on a certain foundation and you're going back to relook at the foundation. So you're literally tearing down the building yeah. and that's an emotional process. Mm. And so it's very, very important that you go without a clock yeah. and without expectations. One tip that I think really, really helps when you're in the middle of it is don't go in with the room with expectations day one. Yeah. Just sit and first say, these are the issues. Just write the issues, don't look to solve them. Yeah. Write them all down. And then just exchange so that you start to hear each other differently. Yeah. Because also by that time, you're questioning each other's intentions. Mm. Now, for the person who is feeling under pressure to bring in someone on board because they're drowning in an element of their business, don't rush it. Yeah. Don't succumb to the pressure. And I know that pressure can be significant. Mm. Like that example I gave of you're a creative and you need your numbers fixed and KRA is calling you every day. Eh, eh, eh. Don't, don't be desperate. Yeah. Don't be desperate. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like what you're saying, Ken. Mm. Don't be desperate. What you do is... Maybe hire a consultant. Look for a, a, a short-term solution yeah. as you figure out this co-founder first in your heart. Do you really, really want to share? Mm. Do you want that person to come into your space because that means compromise? Yeah. Do you want them to be in your business because that's your baby? And then now build the layers as we have described them. Yeah. 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 And you know, one other thing that I think uh, people, like it, you hear it a lot, mm. Uh, the shareholder agreement or co-founder agreement is not going to solve the problem. No. It feels to me that um, when you think about, you know, shared values and trust, how do you know? Because those are the fundamental foundations you have to build. You know that you have foundational things. If you look at your co-founder and just say, this person, would I do this thing without an agreement with him? Mm. Now, we're not saying that you should not have an agreement. It is a fundamental question that if in the event that I cannot do an agreement with this guy, like can I do this business with this team without an agreement? Can I trust them? Yeah. Because like in the case of the Israeli army, that's it. It's like I, you didn't sign an agreement with anyone yeah. to, to that you can take Save a bullet for me or something person. like that, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's, an, it's a belief like you know. Mm. And you will know it if, you, if, if it's there or if it's not there. Can I do business with this person without an agreement? If the answer is no, 
red flag. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah. The process of the agreement helps you put structure to the commitments you're making, right? But, but it is not a substitute for lack of trust. Not working to build the trust, not a substitute for not understanding the shared values. Mm. So I would definitely say that. Like, it's, it's one of uh, the first things we recommend. Just as co-founders, you've chosen to do this journey. Take the time. Put the time in your calendar. And that's a challenge for anyone listening to this who feels like I can do with strengthening my co-founder dynamic. Put yeah. the time in the calendar. No expectations. Just sit. Spend an hour, two hours, and talk. Make sure you're building alignment on the things that really matter to you. Because we can't also sit and tell you what matters. The both of you have to, or the both of you, the three of you, the five of you have to sit and say, this is what matters to us. On these things we agree, on these things we disagree. How do we join so, the path? So can we recommend uh, for now then that uh, they spend, what, three, three hours or so? Two to three hours every week? Two to charting? three hours, yes. One week away every quarter. Well, not one week away, one day away. One every day quarter. away. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. people, <laughs> like, people who are running yeah. scale-ups will kill us. They're yeah. like, one week, where one do I get that? Yeah. They don't have then, the time. And then every year, business. yeah. And then probably every year, spending a day or two just reflecting on on, on yeah. all of these themes, right? Exactly. Like, you put those things in your calendar, and, and then you have a start, right? Yeah. Like at least you begin to start the process of sort of removing all these layers and understanding them. So is this a thing that we say is it's damned if you do, damned if you don't? <laughs> like co-founders, damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you do. Is that what we are saying? More damned if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's the biggest recommendation that we can do. Yeah, we I think that. Give. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, because yeah. alignment is it's a beautiful thing. It creates speed. It creates trust. Wow. I mean, look at look at intentionality. Yeah, look at how the businesses hum when when. When these uh, co-founder relationships are in sync, like it's beautiful to watch. Yeah. I think yeah. for me, the most important thing is that this alignment defined mission. And whereas we have changed the model several times in our short lifespan, we're still married to mission. And yeah. that's very powerful because I think every business that is big is married to its mission. Yeah. Yeah. And you can be flexible about the how. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you everyone for listening to our third episode. We hope you have stronger co-founder relationships. We hope you find co-founders and start awesome businesses. And we hope you tune in for next week's episode. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.